Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of Outcomes. I'm your host, Barrett King. With me today is Paul. He is the Senior Director of Partnerships at Carto. And you know what? I practiced that. I didn't want to screw it up and I got it right. Uh, he's got a bunch of background in partnerships and he's working on a really interesting problem. So I want to have him on to talk about that, share from his learnings, and certainly in some ways, I hope, inspire us to think about our own programs differently. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Barrett. I'm excited to be part of the Outcomes community. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pumped to have you here, man. This is going to be a fun chat. Um, as all of you know, I talked to guests before we get started and we had a good little chat around some of the things he's thinking about, some of the opportunities he's obviously observing and problems that he's come up against. He's got some ideas. He's going to share that today, as I mentioned, but also we'll challenge each other. We'll have a, a good dialogue. First question, most important question, what does partnerships mean to you? So it's a good question I hear it on the podcast and I feel like I never have a, a, a crisp answer, but I'm going to tell you, I think for me, it's mutual winning. And everyone wins. Everyone gives us what they want to kind of keep achieving and pushing their business forward. Uh, one of the yeah. first questions I ask when engaging with new partners is, what's a good outcome for you? Uh, pardon the outcome pun. Like, what do you want to get out of this? And let's make sure that I, my team laughs. So I, I always use the metaphor of a Venn diagram. Let's make sure the Venn diagram looks good and the center is good and we can go win together. And I think that's uh, that's how we everyone looks good and that's how uh, mutual companies can succeed. Yeah, that's cool. It's funny. I, I picked the name of this show alongside Asher, who leads the partnership leaders community himself. Um, and I remember saying out loud quite a few times, I'm going to say the word outcomes every episode, <laughs> intentionally or otherwise. And he smiled and said, that's why we branded it that way. Um, <laughs> so you get bonus points. We'll put that down as a gold star for you. you. I'm interested. Let's just set the, set the stage for folks. Talk to me in like two sentences. I don't need a super long version because um, you're not pitching me here. Uh, what is Cardo? What do you do? And how do you work with partners. That'll frame out our conversation today. Sure. Carto is a, a cloud-native geospatial platform. We like to say everything happens somewhere. And we're a platform that allows companies that need to leverage data with a geospatial component or location component to kind of do that analytics at scale, right? Cool. Uh, and when it comes to, to partnerships, you know, we, we lean really heavily into what we do with our cloud partners and also our channel partners, which is kind of one of the, the things I'm, I'm working on now. And that could be anyone that does professional services, resells, carto, et cetera. Cool. And so when you joined, it sounds like somewhat recently, if you will, um, you inherited a program, which I think a lot of our listeners have experienced, certainly in years past. And I think, you know, as as partnerships evolves and continues to be on the forefront of go to market, I get asked the question a lot. You know, what are the, the ways that you think about go to market? How does partnerships fit in? And what I always empathize with is somebody who doesn't get to ask that question, doesn't get to ask the question of how do we build partnerships into our go to market, but they inherit something that already exists. I'm curious in your first you know, days, weeks, months, you know, time there, what are some of the early observations that you had in, in as far as where the program is and obviously, you know, how you want to evolve it, where you want to get it to? Yeah, I think the most important thing when I, when I jumped into this, uh, you know, three, four or five months ago was that. The whole company was behind the motion. And I think oh, cool. that is, that makes everything. I think all, everyone that's in partnerships and here in that statement's like, you know, wiping the sweat off their brow. Like, it's great because <laughs> most of the time, the hardest battle is getting buy in from your CRO, from marketing, from product, from customer success. And uh, hopefully you're not getting buy in, having to get buy in from the CEO. But if you are, uh, you, you people out there listening understand. And I think when I came into the chair, I had that behind me, which makes a lot of the decisions and the thinking I put into how how we can refresh this and optimize this a lot easier for, for me when I know that uh, everyone in the organization is kind of the wind of my sales. Yeah, that's cool. So were you, uh, it, I am wiping the sweat from my brow. You get a bonus point again there. So you're <laughs> at two stars now, two gold stars. Are you um, in that context, right? So like in the first days of this, give me an idea of what you saw as both challenge and opportunity. So I, I guess the question to, to preface that though is, 
Are you partner led? Are you partner co-sell? Like how do partners fit into your go-to-market today? So we can talk about that too. Yeah, I would say we're partner, I wouldn't say we're partner led yet. I think we want to get there. We certainly have cool. partners in our ecosystem where they find an opportunity, they can go close it on their own. But those are a small subset. I think I think most people can empathize with that. Uh, I think we're mainly partner partner co-sell, right? When it comes to our cloud partnerships, we're, we're obviously co-sell, right? Like we do the heavy lifting, they help facilitate. But when it comes to our channel program, um, we still have a lot of things to work on. Uh, and, and again, we have really great partners and what we're doing, but we're trying to build scale here, which is something that we didn't have. And so uh, going back to your original question on what's challenge, what's up, or I guess what's opportunity, what you're excited about. Like, I think what I was excited about was that there's there was a little bit in place that we didn't have to completely start from scratch, right? Like there were some sure. pieces in place that I that we like, some things that we wanted to change, sure. But at least the the core stuff was there. And it was more about, hey, are we getting new rims for the car? You know, we don't have to buy a whole new transmission, which is which is super awesome. And that's that's also the opportunity, right? Taking the experiences you've learned and and from you know the, the partner partnerships communities that are being built out there and 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 A/B testing ideas. What's working for you? What's working over here in this situation? And being able to to take those data points in and, and really leverage them to to help you achieve your goals and, and our goals, I guess, in this opportunity. Yeah. So in your early observations, then how did you go about specifically identifying where those opportunities were? Or those certainly those challenges. Like so, when you were talking about. Um, you know, early conversations. Who do you talk to? What are you asking them? What I want to do is give the listener a framework if they're in a similar situation. They just started or they're about to start in a role. There's an established program right now. You're, call it five months ahead of them. What have you learned so far? Like, what, what are some of the first things that you did that you would do again and maybe things you wouldn't do? So there's two, two areas to look, internal and external. And I'll yep. start with internal first, right? Go talk to to your your sales lead, uh, whether it's a CRO, VP of sales. Or, you know, I went and talked to them. Hey, what is your view of this? How does this look? Go talk to your marketing leader. Hey, how have you worked with them before? What's working? What's not? It it's really it seems simple, but just asking those simple questions will will give you tons of of insights that you might not have otherwise had. Go talk to a couple reps too. What's your experience with partners? What worked? What didn't? What would if you were in my shoes? What would you change to to kind of maximize your opportunity? Uh, and I kind of did that internal, like those internal interviews, right? I think externally you're, you're doing the same thing. And I actually wish I would have spent, I still am, am, am engaging with our current partners, but I sat in on a lot of the new partners we were trying to recruit and listen to those conversations and what they're looking for and how they engage with other partners and what's been successful with other partners in, in a similar vein. And you kind of bring that data in too. And you, it helps you kind of think through, yeah, maybe this is, this is what we should be thinking about, how we, at least the lens we should look at it through. We might not 100% agree with the feedback we get externally or internally, honestly, but at least I understand where they're coming from and we can kind of we can kind of shape where we're going from there. Yeah, I think inherently, I just talked about this on a, on a show I was a guest on actually this morning, oddly enough, but um, we, like in software, we have this ego, which is like our software will solve all the problems of the customer. I think that's inherent. And I don't, I like, I don't know, you know, your company from up, down, left or right. So it's not specifically to them, but we talk in the general sense I think the opportunity seems to be that when we go and we work with these partners, particularly when we're new to it, like you're describing, new to the community and you're just starting getting your, your feet underneath yourself in that sense, we have an opportunity to be intensely humble, like be a student of the feedback, be a student of what the people and the certainly partners themselves are, are sharing back, what the customers are sharing back, what the ecosystem itself is dictating before we ever go and think about how we modify you know, and make it better, different or otherwise. 
when you think about that alignment, when the, the feedback's coming in, you're certainly working with these folks. I've talked in other episodes about how to gain feedback. We don't need to fixate on that. But specifically, as you take this insight in, you know, how are you actioning it? You talked about partnerships being aligned to your go-to-market and being a part of what you do. How do you then take this, what could be disruptive insight, and then apply it to your future go-to-market? What cadence and sort of how are you thinking about using that to plan? I'm curious on that. Yeah, I'll give you an example. So we actually, a couple of years ago, we completely replatform what we do. And and our main, the way we deploy Carto is we we want to sit on top of a customer's data warehouse. We, we bring Carto to the data, right? And so we completely pivoted the go-to-market that everything we want to do has to align with, you know, for us, it could be a Google, a, a Snowflake, a Databricks, AWS, a, a Microsoft, because we can't sell unless the data is there, <laughs> just the way we operate. Yeah, and yeah. so internally, we've built all these systems and we built processes and our, and our reps are super aware of, hey, like, this is really important. It, it's really important to align with that Google rep or Snowflake rep and, and see what the customer footprint is and go from there. And so when we, we applied everything and, and push we've done there, that was my first role. I, was, I, run, I run cloud partnerships here. So very familiar with all that stuff. It's okay. Now that we're looking at the channel side of this, sure, we have lots of good uh, good partners in place that do what we do in geospatial, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be a big continued part of our success. But if we onboard new partners, they better be aligned to that cloud go-to-market go motion, right? Like they, they need to be aware of what's happening in our cloud partners. And so when we're doing our, our outbound recruit, you know, we're asking our partners, hey, who are your top solution providers? Maybe, can we partner with mm -hmm. them too? Can you get us some introductions? Because if we need to be running on top of data warehouse, we need partners that understand the data warehouse. And so that's kind of, that was kind of the theory we're working with. And we're in month three or four and, or five, wherever we are. And it feels like we're on the right journey. Building partnerships in this ecosystem does take time. But that's just one example. Where we're like, if we're going to build a partner motion, we, we better darn near align it with what we're already doing or else we're already going to be a failure before taking one step. Yeah, because you play catch up to the people that are ahead of you. It's interesting talking about it in terms of layer. So when I talk a lot of, or excuse me, when I have a lot of conversations, it tends to be our partners do X or Y or Z. It's very uh, singular in that sense. What you were just describing, just may I hear it correctly, I think, was the idea that like the provider component is perhaps level one, the solutions providers perhaps is level two. Like, so you've got the like cloud provider, you've got the solutions partners that are actually doing the work. You've got then perhaps reseller that may fit into that or some sort of a, a channel sale. So how was it what you expected in terms of being multidimensional? I'm curious, like how you identified or your predecessor, but how you identified the opportunity that it is not single dimension. We don't just resell the software. We partner with organizations to then go and sell, to then go and service. These are all different businesses. How do you think about it in terms of that multidimensional chess game you're playing? Well, I'd say we're still trying to, we're still trying to figure out the chess, right? I don't think yeah. you ever have, have that clean answer, but I think, yeah, if you look at it coming from kind of a, a cloud partnerships background, you know, the, the layers and the, the cake, right? Like we need to have a, a cloud provider in the picture and we need to have our software, what's in between, I guess. And again, that's maybe, maybe not a good metaphor, but I think it, it's a matter of figuring out what our partners want to do. Not every, not every solution provider partner as many or regional SI partner, you know, I think we can get conflated with the terms we use for, for, for this part of the ecosystem. Um, you can kind of get yourself in a rabbit hole by saying one yeah. of those terms incorrectly, but sure. you're figuring out what exactly they get and what value they want to do. Like, Hey, I'm really closely aligned to this cloud partner. I don't, and I'm in this vertical, this is all I want to do. Cool. Great. That's a good target vertical for us. And they're one of our top partners. Why don't we just build a little GTM play around that? And that'll be our focus and let's keep it clean. We don't need to make it 
super complex. And I think maybe that's just one tacit example of, of what we're thinking about. And, and I, I think I'm answering your question, but sometimes you just have to, to be amorphous to some of these things and, and take the feedback and adjust what you want to do to what they want to do and then go do it together. Yeah. So be flexible and be intentional in that flexibility. And then once you identify you know, the ICP, the person that's a good fit in these examples that you're giving, how do you scale that? You're talking about obviously entering that next phase in terms of planning and whatnot. So what are some of the, the tools, techniques, frameworks that you've been using or exploring, if nothing else, in terms of the scalability of those relationships? I'm picturing you get one yes, that's the first of hopefully many, but how do you scale those learnings, those opportunities that go to market togetherness across you know, what would inevitably be a larger partner book of, of business? So it's funny you mentioned ICP because we internally just went through a process where we evaluated kind of our ICP. Nice. And in the middle of that process, I was like, why don't I create a partner ICP? Like it doesn't have to be this ridiculously deep comment document, but at least it lets our internal sales teams, marketing, whomever in the organization know when we're out looking for partners, we kind of want these three or four things. And if oh, so it was customer first. Sorry to interrupt. So it was yeah. customer exercise in terms of ICP first. And you're saying, well, I layered in the partner ICP as well. It made sense to bring them together. Yeah. I, I just had an epiphany. I was like, we had a lot of inbound coming as we were doing our yeah. outreach. As I mentioned, we're trying to build out this new motion. And, and I was like, wait, why don't I take a step back? Let's not randomize ourselves by talking to every single partner because every single partner is not going to be smart. a good fit for what we do. And so we built a partner ICP. It also uh, let my team like defensively say, hey, that's not an ICP. Please tell them we'll, we'll come back later. Right? Like It's not that we don't ever want to partner with you, but we have limited resources and we have to focus on like what we need to make a success and get out the door. And then going back to the question, right, we we did realize, and this is part of it, is all coming together. Like we were just talking to everyone, which is good in a way. But at the same time, like, wow, we got to start moving this forward and engaging with some of these partners. It's nice to have conversations and figure out we want to work together. But if we have too many of those and all of a sudden we're talking to 100 partners, we're not deep with any of them. And we're not getting anything going with any of them. We're just trying to sign up another partner. And I think there's always this meme I see on LinkedIn of um, – I want to build a partner program. I signed up a hundred partners and someone puts a stick in the bike. I think that's on LinkedIn a lot. It might yeah. be from, from, from some partner leaderships or some other partner organization, but I always keep that image in my mind. Like, Hey, it's good that we have interest and people want to work with us, but going into next year, we're going to try to pick five to 10. We're, we're not going to set a number. I think it's going to be, Hey, who leans in with us? We'll lean in together and really get in deep and try to do the marketing, do the cross beam account, account planning and get in deep, figure out what works and what doesn't. Because once we do, we can go back to the tail of those partners and we know exactly what to do and we have our playbook defined. And that's kind of the thinking. We'll see if it theoretically works out, but that's what we want to do. I'm going to bet it's going to work. I, I have been talking about this more in the last six months than I have in the last six years of my career. I think the the age of the big partner program is dead. I'm actually, I haven't said that out loud on this, on this show. I'm going to say it right now. Breaking the news. age of the big partner program is dead. I think the issue is that people don't, people want to be special. People want to work together closely and they want partnerships to be what it actually is meant to be, what the what the word means, which is that we work together to a better outcome for our customer. And I think if you look at the big SaaS providers and the big, really anything in technology, we'll keep it simple. A lot of them said wide, let's go wide, let's go for reach, not depth, not, um, you know, true in, in some ways, I think alignment in terms of our, our go-to-market, our business and the way that we help our customers. I I'm going to put a bet here on this recording live on the internet, if you will, that, that that's going to be the, the shift that you're going to see. I think you're going to see folks get more and more focused. They're going to go and do what you're about to do here, which is double down, Paul, on the specific 5, 10, 15, 20, whatever it is that are the most engaged partners. Go and figure out why they're engaged. Document how they've worked effectively with you. 
and then try and carbon copy that against 25 more. And I bet by the third or fourth iteration, you're going to find that that copy is degraded and that's okay. You'll have to iterate. But on the front end, you'll have the most successful top 20%. And that's really where 80% of your revenue comes from anyways. So um, with that in mind, we got a few more minutes here, two or three at the end. What are some of the key learnings you've had in these early days? Things that perhaps our, our listeners can check out. So what they come back out of this with is something specific around look out for or do more of or try this first. That'd be really helpful for us to hear. Sure. I hit on some of these, but to, to recap as well, sure. um, you know, align your partner strategy to the go-to-market strategy. It sounds really simple, but we are all are guilty of coming in with with preconceptions of what's going to work and what's what's not. And, hey, this worked for me in the previous role or two roles ago. I think when you come in with an open mind and listen to your internal and external stakeholders, you'll find the right path. And I think it's also okay to, hey, if you're on that path, you make a wrong left turn. We're all going to do that. But just make sure you stay close enough to the main highway where you can get back on and continue, kind of continue to get traction, right? Uh, I think as well, be flexible. I kind of mentioned that through throughout the same. Yeah, we have these partner programs, but we're finding as we talk to more people that, hey, maybe maybe we need to add add this here and add that there because there's more there's more partners in this middle section than we thought. And so we're flexible to that. And I think, again, our organization allows us to be flexible and we're trying different things. And, and again, that goes back to that being open-minded, right? Yeah, this may have worked before. It might not work now. Let's try something new. If it works, we'll keep going. If not, okay, we tried. And I think that's okay to fail sometimes uh, and to be wrong. Um, and I guess if I wanted to say one more lesson, you know, it's kind of follow, follow what your customers and partners are doing as well. This yeah. hooks up to the previous couple points I made. But if, if you're... Let's say your channel partners and your cloud partners are all rowing one direction. Don't think that by you know going another direction you're going to be successful, right? Um, your cloud partners, we all know that the gorillas in the room. They're going to point you on a path of where they're where they're going, and you can either try to try to intercept them and change their mind, but good luck. But sometimes you just get on the boat and go with them and, and take advantage of the opportunities they give you. And so I think that's important. It's the same thing with customers. I'm sure a, a product team would tell you the same thing. Hey, we're following what our customers give us and feedback. Like we have a roadmap, but if there's a feature we need or something that's that they bring to us, we're like, holy crap, that's really important. Right. Um, do that as well. And I think you kind of have those, oh, fuck moments sometimes, right? Like, all right, yeah. wow, I can't believe I didn't think of this. Like, let's go do it. And and yep. that's always that's always the fun part. Yep. The honesty with ourselves. I love it, man. It's been a good conversation. If folks want to reach out, get in touch, how do they follow you? How do they, you know, um, have a conversation? Find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Paul Ford. So there's probably a lot of Paul Fords out there, but uh, but I work at Carto and you'll be able to pull up my my, my picture. Uh, but yeah, that's the best place to, to find me. Send me a message. I'd, I'd love to connect. I love giving back to the community and the community gives me so much. Uh, I'd, I'd love to just get, build as big a network as we can uh, out here. I love it. People helping people, man. That's It's all about paying it forward as far as I'm concerned. Folks, as always, thank you for listening, checking out the show. We appreciate your listenership, viewership, wherever you're checking us out. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, throw me a comment. I'm happy to get feedback here. You can certainly connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to have a chat. I will spend 30 minutes with almost anybody and I'm glad to help as well. I follow and subscribe to Paul's idea, pay it forward, help others. And happy selling team, happy end of year. I'm recording this. Uh, it's November 17th, almost Thanksgiving in the US. And then it's Christmas and then it's New Year's and all of a sudden this is January. So uh, good selling, happy end of year. And as always, keep your people at the center of your partnerships. Take care. 